Welcome to Overthinking, Episode 4, where we take fun, interesting ideas, overanalyze them, and run them to their logical conclusions, all in the name of exploration, education, and most importantly, entertainment. I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And we don't claim to be experts in any of the topics we discuss here today. We simply find these ideas interesting as we hash them out in real time. Get ready to join us on this exciting, fun, and crazy ride to nowhere. This week, we are in between the canvas and the painting in Vincent Van Gogh's Starry Night. In it's between? quite cozy. In that between. Is, yeah, that's that's because, you know, Van, Van Gogh's Starry Night is my favorite painting of all time. That's why I picked that one. Yeah. Luke, and it's for you. It's... So we're nestled in tight so, and cozy. Yeah, it means so much to me. And it's hilarious that you mentioned that because this actually ties into my topic today. And you nice. didn't even know that. It we're actually is exactly what my topic is about. Um, so, yeah, look at that. We're, on a, we're just on a similar level. Um, what are you drinking today, Luke? I am drinking good old-fashioned water in a 20-ounce, uh, what is it called? Like a, just a steel bottle. Uh, okay. Double-walled. Has a little it's like a to-go thing. mug. Exactly. Like because a travel mug. My throat needs more water in my life. Hmm. Well, and see, I thought skin. I was the designated driver today because I thought that's what yeah. I thought I remembered. So yeah, I, I was. I'm I, drinking coffee. I'm laying off of alcohol for a little bit. Mm. So. <laughs> okay. Maybe maybe next week. Episode uh, four, our least sophisticated drink of the show. Exactly. You know what we're doing <laughs> yep. today? Today we're both sober. Uh, I mean, we're yeah. both sober all the. Each episode. No, this one's gonna I be way make less than the we're not just, just because of that. We're not just doing shots before this. Uh, but before we get into our topic today, let's ease into this and let's go to secrets uncovered. Devin, you have something for us today? Yeah, I was I was gonna ask you because I kind of have two secrets uncovered. Then I decided, you know what? No, I'm not gonna ask. I'm just gonna do two secrets uncovered. We do it. Um, Take yeah. life by the hair and just go. I'm doing this, and then because I kind of had, I, I mean, kind of had two. I actually had three, but only two that seemed super fitting to explain. Um, like really surreal moments in the okay. last week, well, since the last recording, and um, one of them was just this realization that I had one night when I was working. And it was just mind-boggling to me that, like, when you're on point and you're focused, how much you can get done in one hour. And then when you're trying to be on point and focused, how little you can get done in one hour. Well, how little you can get done one day. Oh, sure. Yeah. But, like, same time frame, if everything's kept the same, like, 60 minutes. Right. I can get three days' worth of work done in the right 60 minutes. Yep. And I can get absolutely nothing done in the wrong 60 yeah. minutes. Well, it's interesting because we talked about this on, on, on when you came on to my other podcast mm-hmm. about productivity and how that can be a bad thing because then we can remember that and then that's constantly yep. in our mind and we're going, oh, I've done this before. I know I can do this. What am and, I doing wrong now? And that, exactly. Is there something wrong with me? Was that a fluke? And that just leads to what I know because I do this to myself all the time. <laughs> and, and I realized that was like a really bad way to talk to myself, number one. And secondly, I realized, like, if you're at 100% constantly, then not only will you burn, like, your body and mind will shut down. It's like a computer mm. running at 100%. Is you have to choose when you run at 100%, ramp it up, and then dial it back down, and then, you know, ramp it up again. It's basically, it's, it's like, um, it's like a, it's literally running at the marathon, not the sprint, right? You know? It's right. Like, it's the, and uh, yeah. I've realized, like, that... Phrase is like the one of the most cliche phrases ever, but if you think about it in practicality of how you train and how you actually do it, 
It's literally how you should be working is that you choose your times to work hard and then you choose your times to run slow so that way you can run hard later. But, right. Yeah. Right. Am I, ta- am I talking about the same thing you were talking about or <laughs> your, your mindset's different, but yes. Okay. Uh, I was very much more of the, just like how entertaining is it that when I sit down to work, <laughs> one hour can be great. And then the next day, the same time slot can just be like, nothing happens. Huh. <laughs> interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. What, what's your, what's your second one? My other that? one was, uh, this is so anybody listening. Um, I'm going to caveat this before I start talking about it. Uh, in my day job, I work with kids. Right. Great. So I saw this, uh, do you want to say what Bill you do Nye. or no? Well, what I do is really loose right now. Okay. Um, that's fine. Basically I'm becoming a teacher. Okay. Um, I'm not a teacher yet. Okay. Um, I just wanted to caveat but, so that way people have context around like what you yeah. do. Um, so I saw this quote from Bill Nye that says, okay. Um, okay. Okay. every every person you ever meet will know something you don't. Uh-huh. And that quote yeah. feels cheesy and I didn't really... But I think that, I saw that around Twitter too. <laughs> right. Um, but then yesterday, yesterday... I was having a conversation with a seven-year-old little girl who was with her parents at a jewelry store, but actually, no, one of them's her parent and the other one isn't, and they're shopping for a wedding ring for an engagement. Okay. And I'm talking with this little girl, and she's telling me about school, and she's telling me about how her mom's getting married, and I just realized as I'm talking to her, like, there are legitimate and legitimately hard life experiences that this seven-year-old girl has gone through that I will never be able to relate to. Yep. And it's not like an undermining like my life or uh, overemphasizing her life. It's just a, there are different experiences that different people have that you will never be able to fully understand. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it is. It is. Then, yeah. Especially with yeah. kids though. Cause they d- definitely undervalue that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that mm-hmm. was what made me think of the Bill Nye quote was I was like, I yeah. get that better now. <laughs> yeah. And I and so the way I always like to phrase it, because I don't necessarily, I mean, I guess no. I, I prefer to put it in experiences, like someone has experienced something. Like like what you have experienced is 100% unique, and no one else has experienced it because you interpret it the way you do. This is tying into my, I don't want to get to, darn it. Well, I'm getting into, <laughs> I'm getting into my point, and I don't want to do that before it's my time. <laughs> But that's a little tease for what I'm going to get into um, because it, it's it's something I'm very passionate about. I'm surprised I haven't talked about it yet. I kind of Do you have it. a secret for us, Luke? Um, not really. I mean, one thing, I mean, it's, I'll, I'll tie, I'll, I'll do, what I'll do is because it's a little like short, I'll tie it into my topic. Since okay. Get, so then I have soon. another, I have another question for you then okay. for the, for the time gap. Um, do you know what's special about today while we're recording it's a Super today? Bowl. The Super Who Bowl's do you got? Going, what? Who do you have? Who's the playing the sheep, the Chiefs, and the who? This is like this is how bad I am. I don't, I don't enjoy sports at all. So I'm not, I'm not laughing. Because... <laughs> yes, you are. You no, liar. no, I didn't, I didn't say I'm not <laughs> laughing. I, you, you cut me off mid sentence. I'm not laughing because you don't know. I'm laughing because I don't know either. <laughs> Wait, did you know the Chiefs were playing at all? No, Hi, I have no idea who's playing. Any more than you. Wait, who is? See, this is bad. So we're gonna lose most. Forty ers and the Chiefs. Forty ers I, I got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Those are Thank two you. names I've never heard in the Super Bowl before. 
I didn't know that those were good teams. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. Yeah. Of the 49ers, I know because I, I thought they were a bad. I thought they were like a really notoriously bad team. Then again, though, I've I haven't watched a football game since Super Bowl of 2016, 15. Oh no, that's not true. I did watch part of a football game at Thanksgiving, simply because um it was it's on and there was people there, and I was like, I'll go there. Um, but I had no idea who was, it was, called, it was college football. So I was like, who are these people? Oh, weird. Yeah. And apparently there's two college. doesn't watch the Cowboys on Thanksgiving? I don't know. Maybe you watch football. Were. That's who you watch. Maybe. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, dude. I'm mm. so bad with it. I, if I'm going to, I feel like the way it's still, I'm like an old man. And the fact that, you know how like, like, you know, like, you know, middle-aged older people are like, why would you watch someone play video games? And you just play them yourself. I'm the <laughs> one that goes, why would you watch a sport where you just play it yourself? <laughs> and I get. Like, I agree with both of those. The the thing about so the thing I think about video games. The difference is that you do by doing it yourself, you don't really gain a whole lot other than enjoyment. So you're both getting you're getting enjoyment by watching someone who's funny and good at the game, and you're also getting enjoyment by playing. So for me, it's pretty equal. The enjoyment I get while playing versus watching. Versus actually playing a sport is good for you physically, mentally. Like there's so many benefits to actually playing sports versus watching sports, which is just enjoyment. That's why. All right, Luke. I think you've overthought this one. Move on. <laughs> yep. Okay. I'll take that. Yep. Uh, you want to get into your topic? What yeah. are you? What are we no, talking about? Well, you're talking first, right? Oh, am I? Okay. All right. I thought I we were decide. We yeah. went on a long, right. long conversation beforehand, and we still don't know. Um, <laughs> So, um, what do you have for us? I'm actually, Luke, I'm going to read you a story. And okay. Out of a, a book. Out of, a bit unorthodox, but I like it. Um, I, had a, I had a more, a bigger topic that I really wanted to get into. Then I was like, my, the last episode was different. And then I didn't really do a thought experiment episode before that. So, I decided I'll get back to a traditional thought experiment okay. and we'll have some fun with it. Okay. Um, but this is actually um, a great... A great philosopher wrote this, and I'm not going to name him because I'm super curious to see if any point in the future, if anyone can ever tell us who this is, and that'll be fun for me. Um. I love the way your mind works. I will say that. (laughs) That is the most Devin thing I've heard from you in a long time. That wasn't even actually my idea. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The person who gave me this book, I told him I was going to use it, and he told it was his idea. Oh, um, interesting. So maybe you're just easily influenced then, and you're just a collaboration oh, of people who have influenced you, and that's who I see as Devin. Maybe. I mean, maybe that's how we all work. I, it is. That's what that's that was. Not my that topic was, that was the joke. Is <laughs> 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 that we're all topic, we're right. all influenced by people? We all are. Right. That's who we are. So I'm I'm gonna read this story, and I'm gonna stop at some times that I found fitting, and I'm gonna just we're gonna talk about it. Okay. Okay. I all like right. it. All right. I enter the teletransporter. I have been to Mars before, but only by the old method, a spaceship journey taking several weeks. This machine will send me to at the speed of light. I merely have to press the green button. Let me stop right there. It's a teleporter. Okay. Right? Um, before I go on, what are your thoughts about the notion of teleportation? Okay, that was one of the topics that I was going to mention in the future. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm trying to find the author. I know his name, and I think I know who it is. 
I won't spoil it though for any. I won't try to guess just in case I do. Um, you know, I guess I could always edit it out as well. Um, teleporters for me mean one of two things based on what happens. Either they don't work because there's something about people that that is not just matter being replicated. Because basically a teleporter's work would be analyzing your composition and then rebuilding you. So if that doesn't work and we come up with like an empty husk of a person that looks like you, then obviously, or they don't have their memories, there's something about you that is immaterial. And that will lead to a lot of really interesting discoveries. If it they do work, the question is, did you die? And is this a different person with your memories? Cool. Okay. So either way, they scare me a lot. <laughs> cool. I'm going to keep reading. Okay. Like others, I am nervous. Will it work? I remind myself what I consciously have been... I remind myself what I've been told to expect. When I press the button, I shall lose consciousness. And then wake up at what seems like a moment later... In fact, I shall have been unconscious for about an hour. The scanner here on Earth will destroy my brain and body while recording the exact states of all my cells. It will then transmit this information by radio. Traveling at the speed of light, the message will take three minutes to reach the receptor on Mars. This will then create, out of new matter, a brain and body exactly like mine. It will be in this body that I shall wake up. So he's describing... The Star Trek style of teleportation yeah, right. that's never thought about. In Star Trek, they never talk about how this happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the step-by-step what happens. Um, right. Is even if it actually transmits the same matter, it destroys that matter first. Well, and you know, so there's an interesting episode of Star Trek mm-hmm. where, and I only know about this because, not because I watch Star Trek, but because I watched a video on transporters that I think I sent you and I don't think you ever watched. Um, I might have not sent it to you. I might I have not said it to it you, to me. Um, mm-hmm. but there's an episode in Star Trek where they scan the person, but there's a mistake, and it uploads two people, so it, it doesn't disintegrate the person sitting there, or it splits, either it either doesn't discriminate the person there, and but uh, somehow there's two of them. There's two people, and they don't, and neither one of them want to die. Mm-hmm. And so, right, so that's like, an, like, so that's like the question of like, what like is it a different person? It is a separate person. Yeah, um, it gives me the chills because like all I can imagine is like me going, I'm going to the transporter, and then boom, and then every to the notion of everybody else, they see Luke coming out, but I'm but I'm no longer there to experience it. That's what terrifies me. Hmm. So yeah, go ahead. Though I believe that this is what will happen, I still hesitate. I remember seeing my wife grin when at breakfast today I revealed my nervousness. As she reminded me, she has been often teleported and there is nothing wrong with her. I pressed the button. As predicted, I lose and seem at once to regain consciousness, but in a different cubicle. Examining my new body, I find no change at all. Even the cut on my upper lip from this morning's shave is still there. Several years pass during which I am often teleported. I am now back in the cubicle, ready for another trip to Mars. But this time, when I press the green button, 
I do not lose consciousness. There is a wiring sound, then silence. I leave the cubicle and say to the attendant, it is not working, what did I do wrong? The attendant replies, it's working, and handed me a printed card that reads, the new scanner records your blueprint without destroying your brain and body. We hope that you will welcome this opportunities which this technical advancement offers. I am so uncomfortable right now. Like, I cannot tell you how, like, not necessarily anxious, but like terror, like like I'm like feeling like someone's behind me with a with this like with a with an axe, like makes me feel. <laughs> okay. Like that, like that's what that's what's going on right now as you're reading that. Do Do you want to Do you want to dig into that, or you want me to keep reading? Um, I don't. Is there anything to dig? I don't know if there's anything to dig. Why, on. Why do you? What makes you uncomfortable with that? Because the thought of. Well, first of all, the thought of of me dying and then somebody else who everyone thinks is me continuing mm-hmm. to live my life makes me so, like, personally very angry because I'm like, hey, that's mine. <laughs> Stop stealing it. But also it terrifies me for them because then I'm like, wait, if that's not me, then everybody else could be that, – that trusts me could be in danger. And if for some reason – that that person now ends up hurting them, then they think it was me that did that. So that isn't quite what happened here, though, right? No, no, no it's not. But I'm saying like that's like part of the reason. Mm-hmm. But and then the thought of splitting is yeah. that I like it's. The, I think it's more of the fear of unknown than anything else. It's just like what if that continues, and then there's lots of me's, and then I can't trust. Like no, no one will ever be able to trust. That's what it is. If there's duplicates of myself, no one will ever be able to trust me. Right. And so the one that gets me with that is if we've perfectly replicated everything about you. So you have the same memories, the same experiences, everything's exactly the same. At this exact moment in time, you're effectively carbon copies. Right. But right now, this version of this character is learning... Yes. About this new system. And the other one isn't. Yes. Or maybe they are, but they're being told by somebody else. Exactly. So now they're getting new experiences. Now they're changing into a different person. Exactly. Um, actually, if you dig into this book, there's a few things that he's talking about heavily. I'd really but like it's to very read much, that. It's very much... Um, I'll, I'll, Just tell I can't me, let I, you borrow it because it's not mine. No, 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 it's fine. No, I have a. I'll get it. I'll get it on. E- I read. I read a lot of ebooks. Yeah, so I'll just get it. On um, it. it's uh, it's very much like identity, yeah. and so what we what we just discussed is actually the distinction between um, n- numerical identity and quantitative identity. So numerical identity, you are Luke physically, yeah. and if I make a carbon copy, they could have the same quantitative identity. Everything's exactly the same, but they're not you right right there's only so one that's a me. different so right well in that case you'd be luke sub one they'd be luke sub two yeah but qualitatively you'd be identical yeah until you experience something different exactly and that's the point so i want to read this book so bad now i might i'm so interested um i have a so i'm gonna bleep this out if i'm right um, then I also, cause I kind of want to use, I, I've never bleeped anything out before. Um, <laughs> cause I've never, I've never, I've never had to in my videos. Uh, so bleep it out regardless. That way people can guess wrong if you're wrong. Exactly. So <laughs> is it Arthur C. Clarke? 
No. Isaac Asimov? And what? No. Okay. Those are the two so, science fiction writers that I love. So I was going to say, the, the reason you're probably guessing wrong is this isn't a science fiction book. Um, this is a philosophical book, and this is a small story he uses to illustrate a point, and then he digs into the philosophy of it. <gasps> what? And you're just telling me about this now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That okay yeah I'm gonna yeah I'm just tell me tell me afterwards and then um yeah I'll, I'll also I'll tell it. you this 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 book is like 500 pages deep and I started 200 pages in um. okay that's fine it doesn't scare me uh, um all right I'm gonna continue the story okay yeah go ahead uh, the attendant tells me that I am one of the first people to use the new scanner he adds that if I stay for an hour I can use the intercom to see and talk to myself on Mars wait a minute I reply. If I am here, I can't also be on Mars. Someone politely coughs. He's wearing a white lab coat. And he invites me to a private conversation. We go to his office, where he tells me to sit down and pauses. Then he says, I'm afraid that we're having problems with the new scanner. It records your blueprint just as accurately as you will see when you talk to yourself on Mars. But it seems to be damaging the cardiac system when it scans. Judging from the results so far, you will be quite healthy on Mars. Here on Earth, you must expect cardiac failure within the next few days. I love this oh, so much. My, oh my god! I love this so much! Oh, he took this... He. He took the act of killing and just postponed it. And that yes. changed everything. everything. <sighs> wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a that's the point in this story where most people all of a sudden become unhinged. Yeah. They're like teleportation. You lose consciousness, you regain consciousness instantly, everything seems fine. But now, by just prolonging the process, he's showcased that you do actually kill somebody. Um, yeah. And the new thing that's recreated with all these memories, that's why you have the experience of regaining consciousness. Because it has the memory of pressing the button. But it didn't. <laughs> uh, wow. Wow. Um, that brings so many ethical things into consideration. Is it now... a? And is it now illegal to kill him? Like, did that doctor just commit murder? Because he knowingly gave, he knowingly gave someone who is now gaining new experiences a fatal disease? That's, there, wow. I, I mean, I honestly would probably just tear through that. Like, <laughs> I love this kind of stuff. And to think you kept it from me. I didn't keep it from you for very long, okay, actually. Uh, you're for, you're um, there are things that I'm keeping on the timeline that I learned a long time ago. Um, mm -hmm. But I actually, I have a good colleague who has a master's in philosophy. And we discussed this concept once. And then I asked him what resources he had. He gave me this book. Oh, yeah. And that was Friday. That was it. So. Oh, that was Friday. Okay. <laughs> that was Friday. Fine. I, I forgive you then. Um. All right, ahead, the, yeah. the story ends in this narration just with him talking to his self on Mars right. through a video call. 
And in that video call, his self on Mars is trying to console him in realizing that he's dying and mm-hmm. is ensuring him that I will take care of your wife. I still love her. Um, I will finish the book that you're writing. I know all of it. Um, and giving him the same cons- consoling notions that he gave to a friend who died in the past. But now he can tell how useless they are. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm the, getting the, shit. Like my, I have goosebumps all over my body. This is... For, for anybody who's super curious about this, um, this the notion that we're discussing is a... It's called the branch line case. The what? The branch line case. Okay. Branch line case. Um, it's the case of the separation of yourself. It's the idea of cloning. Okay. Um, so it's effectively the notion um, one of these entities, as soon as a clone is made, as soon as a replica is made, one of those entities continues on in the position as you. Right. The other one can't. Right. So then it brings the question, which one should take that role? Exactly. Um, the, the fun way to create this as a thought experiment is if you actually pull it apart and you say, if you're instantly deconstructed and reconstructed, is it you? Mm-hmm. And then next step, if you aren't deconstructed, but a replica is made, which one is you? And if you die, and if one of those replicas dies within, you know, a few hours or a few days, does that make the other one more you? Right. Def- we definitely know in this narrative that that other one's continuing on as you. Yeah. And from okay. our perspective, oh, well, that, I mean, that, okay. <laughs> what I'm about to say, that leads right into my point. Uh, yeah. But from our perspective, that person is, is, the, is the person. The, right. And the other and one the is the copy. the funny thing is, but from everyone without, else's, the copy. So, this is something that he doesn't say that really interests me is um the old way of teleportation in this narrative mm-hmm. destroys the host instantaneously right so that all their loved ones experience only the other version right this gentleman has several days before his heart fails is- he's going home to his wife yeah <laughs> she then- has to deal with the loss of her husband while knowing that her husband's on mars yeah <laughs> it's so oh yeah see that's why teleportation to me is so interesting i think we like simplify it a little too much especially like in in um even i did it i wrote a science my science fiction book i was writing i teleportation i never even thought about it right no and i don't think anybody does think of the philosophical responses to a lot of what we do in sci-fi yeah um i think teleportation is a particularly fun one um, but like, I think there's versions of teleportation that avoid this conversation altogether. Yeah, there are. Like the X-Men's version of teleporting is which one? this mutant has this ability. Oh, uh, he just, he can just, yeah, move his right, molecules and, through the air really fast or right. something, you know. And they seem to, they seem to try to dodge the logical yeah. problem. And also, so another interesting way of handling teleportation, which is, so like I was writing, did I ever tell you I was writing a science fiction, like series i had five about 30 books. seconds ago okay <laughs> i had like i was serious about it too i had five books planned like chapter by chapter um i had everything i had the first book like a quarter of the way written 
And then it was when I was young and I was going through stuff and I was like, you know, uh, like there's so many problems with this. I need to put it on hold. Um, but I still, I think about it every single day. And it's something that like, once I have like the, like once I have some passive income flowing in and once I like, it's something, I get that. Then it's something I really want to like focus on. But, um, one way, one, like one thing I use for transportation was wormholes, which is a nice, easy explanation for teleportation, which is yeah. we can bend space and time to where we can right. create a rift through it. And then right. that puts us through in, in another... We're not doing Star Trek's teleportation. Exactly. We're literally just taking a shortcut. Exactly. And yeah. I could always magic wand away, you know, sci-fi away, yep. teleportation and that. You know, oh, we just use the same technology, just on a smaller scale um, for a person. No, and that's actually a viable concept. It just has different repercussions. Well, exactly. Yeah. Right. Which time and space, which I'm not educated enough to actually say anything about. <laughs> <laughs> when um, it comes to space I'll, time. I'll keep this really simple. I'll keep this super simple. When you look up at the night sky and yeah. you see, maybe you're on a beach or you're in the middle of the woods somewhere and you see all the stars. Yeah. If a single one of them wasn't there, our life on earth would be fundamentally different. How so? We mean, um, with, so like gravity interacts? Is that what you're saying? Um, there's several, there's several potential concerns. One of them that's really silly that you can say without thinking about it, be like, you wouldn't see it there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, you got me. You got me on that one. Okay, yeah. um, no, but um, there's there's really only two responses for what could have made that star not be there. Mm-hmm. Is one, the matter that created that star is somewhere else. Okay. Which will affect the like equilibrium of the cosmos. Or the matter that created that star wasn't there at the beginning of creation or at the Big Bang or however you perceive it. Oh, and that would I fundamentally see. change okay, everything. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I get it. I mean, if anything was different, things would be changed in some way or another. Right. Um, Especially the, the My favorite way of go. hearing that, my favorite way of hearing that was um, if that star wasn't there, things would be different. We will never know how. And they might be so slightly different that we didn't know. But we also just might not be here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the range is impossible to even comprehend. Right. But it, it would be different. Huh. That is that is interesting. I don't have anything about that. I thought you were gonna go the direction of like most of the stars are like don't exist anymore because they all exploded. Oh no, that's that's a beautiful notion, and that's not true of most stars. That's true with some, some stars. stars. Yeah, sorry. Like I, like I said, I'm not educated enough that's <laughs> to a... talk about space time and gravity. Although I do know a little bit um, about the way black holes interact uh, because that's of, uh, uh, that's actually one of the things that keeps me like calm. When I feel like things are crazy, my life's falling apart. Yeah. Is just the idea that like there's stars that supported solar systems that I'm looking at right now that have been dead for millions yeah. of years. You want to know? <laughs> yeah, it, it is. And when I found that out, I was just like, wow, it makes it makes each star so much more special because you're like, mm-hmm. I'm looking at something that's timed, and I know it's timed because it doesn't exist anymore. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, in the future it will. No, now it doesn't, uh, which mm-hmm. is always a special thing for me. But you want to know a fun fact about uh, the movie Interstellar? That you might not I haven't know. seen it, so I, honestly, sure. I thought it was overhyped. I thought it was an okay movie. I thought it was too okay. long. It, well, here's okay. how I describe Interstellar. It's three hours of da na da na da na da na. That's it. That's what Interstellar is. Um, it's three hours <laughs> of that because that's the theme song. And I can play. I have the piano behind me now. I can play it on you. <laughs> Do it. What? No, I can't. Do it. Oh, no, no. I won't be able to pick up through. Don't say I can do it and then not do it. I was I was exaggerating. I don't think you would call me out on it. Um, 
I can technically Let the record play. show. Fine, whatever. Um, but hey, I thought you had a soundboard now. Oh yeah, I do have a. I played the Inception sound uh, once, but it was really loud, and so I don't want to blow out listeners' eardrums, and I want to make right. more editing work for myself. So I'm gonna put the soundboard right. on hold right now until I All figure right. out the volume issue. Um, All right. But to create the black hole, they did something that's never ever been done before: is they ran a physics simulation of if if we had something with this much gravity and light was pouring in because light doesn't escape graph hole, um, black, holes, black holes, what would it look like? And Ooh. they literally just ran a physics simulation. I forget how long it took. It took a long time for the computers we have and the physics simulation we have now to render it. But it rendered it in a, very, in a, in a way that they didn't expect and which we now saw with that picture of the black hole that was released last year, uh, mm. is that we don't see it in in like a rings like Jupiter. Um, you see it in a ring, but then the gravity is so strong that it's bending space to where you see the other ring as well. So the other ring is like is up. To, are you looking at pictures of it? No, I was trying to follow your description and I wasn't. Okay. Um, so basically, it was just the interesting thing they discovered is that if the projected gravity, like if what we, if mm-hmm. what we expect how much gravity black holes to have, if they have this much, we can see a, it's so strong we can see around because it's bending space that much. Oh, I see. Right? So we can see yeah. over and we can see the ring on the other side. Of, of light that's swirling around and coming and being sucked into this mm. black hole. To, for uh, for just a scalar reference point, um, any amount of matter can create a black hole if it's compressed enough. Right, exactly. Uh, the Earth would need to be compressed into a sphere about the size of one inch diameter. Oh, that to much? To create a black hole. I thought it was yeah. smaller than that. Okay. Um, one inch for the Earth diameter. Um, so that's like a half inch radius. Right. Oh, I guess that makes uh, more the, sense. Yeah. The sun... Our sun yeah. would be squished into a size about the radius of Rhode Island to create a black hole. Oh, that seems way bigger than I expected. Well, I don't. Wow. I mean, I mean, I obviously, don't think that you have. I have. Sc- most people don't. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. <laughs> you go. All right. I guess. I mean, I because I understand like the sun is so big you can't even comprehend it. Yes. But at the same time. Being, it being squished to the size of Rhode Island still seems too big. Like it's weird. Like I don't know. Like maybe it's just my own mind. What I imagine is that um, that feels huge. Like it feels like so scarily huge. And obviously, like that would. I mean, we wouldn't. We'd be wiped out of existence instantaneously. Um, huh. That's interesting, though. I'm gonna send you um, a video. At some point today, okay. that compares if the Earth was the size of a golf ball, how big and how far away would the sun yeah, be? Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I'm saying is I have some like scale in my mind. Um, it just for it, I'm not saying it, it. I know it's big. I'm saying it feels big. That's and because you know you know me, I'm very um, in touch with my emotions. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think we've got it long enough about physics. Um, my perspective. You think we've overthought this one? Yeah, we we did. You you def. No, I I think there's more thinking to be done actually on this one. I'll say uh, that. Okay. Yeah, for the first time in the show's history of four episodes, we have a first. <laughs> we need to think more about this. Um, right. But 
moving on. So mine is completely opposite of science. <laughs> or maybe, maybe not. I mean, maybe there's some science in this. So, I'll make it science. So I was thinking today about, because I was watching this video, and they got to polit- – someone, like, they started mentioning politics, and this one guy just went, I hate politics. Why do they always bring up politics, like, under his breath? And for some reason, that triggered something in me, and I just started thinking about all the times I got frustrated, like, in the recent, like, year or two. And then I realized that what I was oftentimes lacking when I got frustrated with someone else was or something else was perspective and then i realized that so many problems would be solved if people understood perspective more um because on one hand so like especially for me like as a public speaker it's and especially as a marketer but especially as a public speaker you're constantly every single second you're trying to understand how people are seeing you and then adapting to that so that way you can accomplish your goal the best way possible. So if I see someone reacting to something emotional I'm telling, then I'm going to lean into it, right? And really get their emotions riled up. If I see someone kind of, you know, not as interested um, in that, I'll throw out a fact right away. I'll, I'll interact, you know, with a statistic to gather their attention. Or I'll say something, you know, that more personal or directly to them, um, you know, to grab their attention. Or I'll, you know, have them do something. So like, like all of those are different techniques that I've learned and integrated into my life to get people um, to perceive me the way I want them to perceive me or, or understand people's perceptions and adapt to them. And so while I was looking at the fallacies and I realized that a lot of times our perception is warped and that oftentimes leads to the bandwagon fallacy, right? If I'm to understand it right. You just kind of get along because the group is going along this way. So you're just, I'm going to go along with this group, right? You see this in politics all the time with, oh, I'm on the left, so I go with this. Like someone was telling me today, like, yeah, right? Exactly. They're like, (laughs) someone was telling me today, they're like, oh, um, if it's blue, you go or no, wait. I forget what they said. It rhymed. I forget what they said. But I'm like, no. I just outright. I was like at the table. I knew everyone disagreed with me at the table, and I felt the hostility. I was like, whatever. I'll deal with it later. <laughs> um, but I'm like, no, not at all. <laughs> like, who cares? What, 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 like, who they, you know, who they align themselves with? Um, like, don't you care about the person? Um, so that was an interesting thing. So all of this kind of triggered this thought that came to me today. Which, Are we talking politics today? Is that no. what we're doing? Oh, okay. We're we're talking oh. about the psychology of psychology of politics will be integrated in this. Okay. But I wanted to set my premise up a little bit. Okay. Okay. So, because I'm down. Like, if you want to talk politics, no, we can do no, it. No, oh, <laughs> no. First of all, I'm not educated enough, and that's a choice. Second of all, even though I'm reg- I need to get my registration to vote out because, you know, it can't hurt. Um, I mean, it could hurt. But, you know, it's a, my duty, I guess. I need to learn how to do it. But because I moved to a different state, that's why I'm not registered, just for anyone listening. So, so setting up my premise. So that was like some things that I helped realize like, oh, there's some fallacies involved in this in the perspective of, oh, you marginally agree with me. So I'm going to, uh, so I align myself with you. That's my perspective, right? And everyone else is bad. And kind of ignoring all the other parts that we don't really agree with. Um, Leading into this in a more, um, it becomes like a you versus me kind of thing. And that's mm. the perspective we have. Is that's our mindset. 
a more tangible um, evidence is, is is color. We talked about this when we created the show. We were talking about topics, and and we did, and we brought up colors. Like, well, how do we know we see the same colors? And we don't. Um, but also, the thing I'm really interested in, and I don't know if I have like if this is so much of a thought experiment, like this part specifically. I have a thought experiment that. It's it's literally almost exactly what you did, um, <laughs> um, but I think it's a little bit different. It's literally, and I have the question. I literally in my notes, I have the question: Is would you use a teleportation device? That's it's written. It was already written, like days ago. That's actually not a question. I think either of us answered when I ran through this. So well, exactly. We can so still have that we'll question. Get to it then. Okay, perfect. Yeah. perfect. We'll end on a conclusion. I, I think I know what to name this episode, though. <laughs> what? Would you use it? It's, it's, yeah, that would be a great name. Would you use a teleporter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Done. Makes my what life do you guys easier. Think? We're doing it. Yeah. We're, I mean, what do you guys think? <laughs> this is or- <laughs> um But so the interesting thing, though, that always confused me was about art okay. and how people like different forms of art and different, like, so for example, I love art that isn't necessarily technically good. Like, I love modern art if it somehow evokes an emotional reaction in me. And for me, that's all art is, is it should evoke an emotional reaction in you. It's an emphasis. Like, for me, that's why I love Van Gogh so much because also I identify with him a little too much. Um, But he's the pure essence of just sporadic emotion on canvas, right? Um, at least famously. I'm sure there's many other smaller artists that, you know, imbue that more. I'm not educated enough to know that. Um, we should also call this episode Luke's Not Educated Enough. <laughs> but Subline. Subheading. Subheading, right? Luke's Not Educated Enough. Uh, but Okay, I got a question for okay. you. Can I, uh, how are you defining art right now? So art... Like, is anything go or are you... Any, yeah, anything goes, really. Um, okay. I think art... art, art to me is an emotional express is an emotional express is an expression of your emotions do you consider music to be art yes that others can consume i'm sorry a good speech um less of an art i would say because a lot of that is also very technical like the thing okay so here's the line i'll draw is that Mm -hmm. if it becomes to a point where if it's not if you don't have the technical side of it it's hard to consume that's where I think – so like with a speech, if someone's very passionate and they can talk and they can share their emotions, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a good speech. The goal of a speech is to change – it's to change people's behaviors. It's to, it's to give a call to action and have people follow that call to action, whereas art doesn't have a call to action. Art just is. Does that make sense? It makes sense. I'm not sure that I agree with it. Okay, like what? what where would you draw the line then in what art is? Um, I think for me, it's so. This is really weird, but um, I would say that like programming is art because two programmers will do it fundamentally differently and get the same result. Then what? And is then they'll art? both talk trash about each other, yeah. right? So, <laughs> um, it it's. I would say it's almost dependent on what side of your brain is firing when you do it. Oh, of course, of course, of course you would give a technical response, Devin. <laughs> like, uh, of course are, like, you it, would. Are you using Mr. creative Math juices Major. or not? So, like, 
Here's an interesting. So there's, I think there's two ways to think about that. The technical way of going, okay, is the right side of your brain firing, um, you know, in this process, right? I, I got yeah. the side right, right? It's a right. Because left is know. analytics. I don't know, but it's creative. Yeah, like, the creative side. Are you creative juices flowing? Yeah. Then it's art. Um, the other way I would say is that is that you can imbue art in anything. And that's my emotional side coming out. So, for example, I have... I concur with that, though. Okay, good. Um... Because I've recently been um, starting up a personal chef business uh, to do yeah. on the side because it's something I really enjoy. Um, excuse me. Well, there we go. Um, but And so when I approach a meal, I approach the technical side and I'll say – and oh, okay. I just disproved myself. Darn it. I hate it when Yay. I do that. <laughs> it happens more than you would think. and usually happens in my own mind. It, it very rarely I'll let it go public where I disprove myself within – three minutes um but for me the, the technical part of of cooking only serves to make sure that the food is edible mm-hmm. it's like will this kill somebody or not will this be yeah. you know too tough will this be like will this not be enjoyable to actually digest right to to cut mm-hmm. like the main part for me is how do i make this visually pleasant um taste wise pleasant um, and feel like an overall feel of it to be enjoyable, new, fresh, exciting. So that when you're biting into it, you go, I wonder, like, I can't wait to see what this is like. That's how I approach cooking. Um, so I guess I just disproved myself because I approach the same way as a speech. Um, <laughs> yay. So I just looked it up and I think we both are agreeing with like Google's definition of art. Oh, what is, art? um, okay. Uh, Google says art is the expression or application of human creative skill and imagination. Yeah, typically in visual form. Yeah. Although music is like one of the is the biggest art form in the world, you know, I would yeah. argue. Um, producing. No, I stopped there because after that point, it starts giving examples. But the first comment felt oh, like the only yeah. part that was a definition. Well, dance as well. So yeah, I guess I'm wrong. Okay, fine. I'll admit I was wrong in the beginning. I was too hasty. You're right now though. No, wait, what did you say in the first – here's a quote you said in the first episode, which I nearly broke my computer trying to export it uh, to section it off um, because right before I, I had everything – it was right before we were recording. And um, I nearly sh- just shut down like and like broke all of my programs doing it. But um, you said, no, it's, it's about humans. We're wrong. <laughs> and that is – I love that so much. I'm going to apply it everywhere. Uh, I need context. <laughs> I don't know what the context was. I really don't know. You're like, oh, yeah, so we're right. You go, no. It's about humans. We're wrong. And I just love it because it's like, yeah, we don't know what we're talking about. Right. <laughs> Both us we, we have and no humanity idea. in general. Um, we know less, though, I would say. <laughs> so I think – so here's the interesting thing about art. So – and this is why, so I get, when I'm passionate about something, I tend to c- commit my most logical fallacies um, yeah. and most fallacies in general. So yeah, as soon as you get super emotional, you stop being logical. That's human nature. <laughs> I was just spell, I was just premising. Um, <laughs> thanks for just shooting me down. Um, okay, <laughs> shooting me down, uh, I should say. I thought I was being nice. No, I know you're fine. Um, <laughs> but where was I at? Darn it. Oh, talking about, talking about function. So 
I think there's two parts to art. One is that is mostly universal is the actual function. So the technical side of it. The technical mm. side of it is like like with dance, is that this is how you step, this is how you do so. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's that doesn't change really, unless we come across a new discovery which changes the technical idea. So if we come across a new kind of paint, we're gonna apply new technical skills to that, right? Something like that. Um but for me, the real the part that makes it art versus some anything else is the the expression of passion. So, for example, I went to a museum in London when I was there, and Van Gogh's exhibit was closed, and I'll never be angry about something in my life. Um, what? <laughs> Van Gogh's Van Gogh's had an exhibit there, and it was yeah. closed for renovation. Yeah. And I will never be as angry as I was then. Or for, sorry, no, like sad angry. Like not, not righteously angry, just sad. Disappointed. Disappointed. Yeah. Because I got so excited. But I basically toured the museum for like a couple hours. And I, mm-hmm. I would just go, like I would go through most paintings without really giving them a second glance. Even though they were technically beautiful. There was really no emotion I felt from it. It just looked mm-hmm. like a nice thing. I'm like, oh, that's nice. I can see the way you put the shadows there and the person here. And I could technically, like, oh, this creates depth of field and this, like, line is slightly off. And that gives it, like, a little bit of a jarring sensation due to, like, the chaotic time. What, whatever, right? I'm like, fine. I know, I, know, I know enough about art to give it, like, a um, general criticism, like a general public mm-hmm. criticism. But then there were some pieces... That and I'll send you for the show notes. I'll I'll, I'll send you some of the pieces I loved, um, so you can include okay. them. Um, is that so? You can go to overthinkingpodcast.com and you can see the the pictures I'm talking about. There was one picture in particular, um, and I, I have it saved. What it's called. And I stood there for at least half an hour. I literally just stood there and looked at it, and I just had an overwhelming sense of emotion. Not like not one emotion, just every single emotion just being thrown at me. Was it positive? No, I'm saying it wasn't positive, it wasn't negative, it okay. wasn't sad, it wasn't happy. It was just over it, like, I just felt so much. And I'm very good at that. I'm good at just feeling. <laughs> Sometimes a little too much. Um, like I said, I'm in touch with my emotions and I'm proud of it. But uh but it was so powerful and I, I got thinking, I'm like, why does this stand out more than any other one? Technically, it might be even worse than some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. And so that's where my, my this is, this, I'm setting this up kind of really still. Um, my premise for this thought experiment is, and what I kind of came to is that art doesn't talk to us emotionally. It talks to our experiences because experiences are tied with emotion. So we wrongly attribute art to emotion instead we should attribute art to experiences and that's my thesis before i go on to the thought experiment what do you think well i mean you said it's your thesis which means you've already drawn the conclusion is that what the thesis Um. means that's my premise (laughs) Sorry, sorry. That's your that's sorry. Yeah, I used the wrong word. Sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's why I, I meant I meant like thesis, as in like my idea. Um, so no. All right, repeat it really elegantly so we can have a soundbite. 
Oh, okay, fine. You don't want you don't want the bad soundbite <laughs> to make me look like a little little goofball. I, uh, I want you to look epic. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> epic music. Ah, wind blowing in my hair. Yes. My premise is that art doesn't. No wait. Well, <laughs> <laughs> see, I can't do that. I can't. Like, I, I need it written down. Okay. But Luke's premise is that art does not speak to us emotionally. It speaks to us based on our prior experiences. Thank you, Devin, very much. I appreciate <laughs> you in every way, shape, and yeah. form. I felt like that was a good opportunity for me to do that, so people didn't think I just wasn't paying attention, and that's why I told you to repeat it. <laughs> I knew you were paying um, attention. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I know you. I know you pay attention. You're you're you're, you're a good <laughs> listener. Um, so, with all of that in mind, I wanted to bring new context to what you were saying because the thought experiment mm. that I brought up was that let's examine two different situations, a kind of a different way of looking at nurture versus nature. Um, is that if you have two clones, two baby clones, right? Same DNA. Mm-hmm but they grew up leading different lives, how similar will they be? Versus two different people living the exact same life. Mm. And for me, right? So for me at first, when I thought about this, is that this answer to clear nature versus nurture. Because for me, nurture is everything. Like it's 95 to 97% of how you become as a person and how you act. Right. Um, be- versus if you, because I think most people would say if they had two clones living different lives, they'll be completely different people. That seems kind of logical, right? Based on just our knowledge of our intimate knowledge of humanity and how people change versus situations. Well, I mean, that is the whole reason there's a debate is that it, um, the, the general premise has been challenged by scientific exploration. Exactly. Right. Right. Um, philosophically, I, I'm in a very similar camp. I think we are nothing more than accumulation of our experiences. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. Because if, yeah. like, and because the, the example that I always use is that if I never took a web design class when I was 17 or oh, 16, like mm-hmm. at, a, at a junior college, because I just needed to take a class and I accidentally just chose that one, I would never have been able to make and make a career as a web designer. I would have blown by that, and that never would have happened. It might have happened in a different way, maybe later. I doubt it. Because that taught me the fundamentals. That what brought me into marketing. Like, that one class shaped my trajectory of my entire career, of my entire, my entire professional career. The same way that being, having one speech coach have the, good, the, the goodness of heart to train me for free that also changed the trajectory of my entire life and career and will and will continue to do so. So it's those tiny little moments that didn't, if they never happened, like pivotal moments, right? I think Doctor Who mm-hmm. would say them, call them fixed points in time. Um, or am I, you hope. <laughs> I, 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 that's a little, I, okay, fine. That's a little egotistical. Um, excuse me. I don't think that's true. No, it's not egotistical. It's just like you hope because if that's not a fixed point, you can change still. <laughs> I mean, you can always change, but like, I will never yeah. be able to unlearn like the fundamentals of design, of color theory, of like 
just different things that I that I subconsciously see the world through and how I understand things that will never go away. Like I can't like unless I actually get dementia and lose my memories, which is an interesting thing. Right. Um, another mm. interesting thought experience, which is also really sad because it'll probably happen to me eventually because it runs in the family, um, is that I'll never be able to unsee. Like if I look at a billboard, I'll never be able to see it, in it as I did before, you know. So that's that's my kind of interpretation of that. And I've realized I had a more concrete like outline of how I wanted to go, especially like in my mind. And then I just got excited about it, <laughs> and and, it, and I realized. And see, this is a learning opportunity. I realize I need, I need more and more uh, strict outlines when I talk about things I'm passionate about. You looked it up. I what? You looked it up. I did look it up, which is a positive thing. I'll say that. Looking it up um, is not looking it up. It's looking it up. And yep. that means to be so passionate about something that you just rush through all of your ideas at once. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like that for a definition? <laughs> I like that definition. We're gonna we're gonna roll with that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of like my. So I think to bring it back to perspective, is that my the motivational speaker side of me says. That because we're nothing more than our perspective, I mean, like mm-hmm. how we see the world, right? It's how we yeah. interpret things is our perspective. It's so important to choose the events that give us perspective and to react well to the events that we are, are out of our control. So I think that's like the, the that, that was like my conclusion personally. Um was that it's so like how we choose the events we go to, like whether we go to where, whether we decide to, you know, go out drinking or spend time, you know, working on a project, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like that's so important and it's so much more important than we give credence to. Um, and not necessarily like that, but like every single event we choose to incorporate. So what, how we choose to give our time, it impacts us for the rest of our life, which is really, which is interesting. Right, and we could always use things the way we do. You, what, what's that look on your face? I'm, I'm trying to interpret it right now, and it's like it's not a laugh, it's not a smile. It's you going like, huh, yep. Like it, it looks like you, look, you look very, uh, a little satisfied. If I was using that word. <laughs> so this is correct me if I'm wrong, but that look was just so just me interpreting what I think you were experiencing right there. Because like you made a point, and I fully agreed with it. And then you were kind of expecting a response and you didn't get one. So you were continuing on, but not really knowing where to go. <laughs> it's just like, oh, that's fun to watch. <laughs> and I know you did on purpose. See, here's the thing with you, okay? <laughs> is you use me. And to be honest, I'm, I, like, I'm guilty of this as well with other people. Uh, I have a hard time doing it to you because you're good at this. Is you're like, I wonder what will happen if I just don't answer him. This is interesting. No, that's not that's, even how that's I observe. think. observe. <laughs> oh, that's what's interesting. Not even, that was different than my... That's not even... It's not even how it is. It's like I don't have a response because I fully agree, so then I don't respond. And then I can see that you're like, you why en- isn't he responding? <laughs> you enjoy it, though. Don't, don't lie to me. <laughs> so why don't we use the remaining time we have um, to explore, would you use a teleportation, teleportation device? And then, of course, what variations of the teleportation device would you use? Mm. If you wouldn't use the normal 
disintegrates you. Like the, I th- let's say, like the base, the baseline dis- teleportation is that re- Star Trek's teleporter. Yeah, disintegrates you, creates a new you. Mm-hmm. Would you enter um, that? If you spin that either way as like the deconstruction of matter and then the reconstruction with new matter, mm-hmm. or if you say it's deconstructing matter to send it and be reconstructed, those are two different premises, right? See, so, for me, it's not okay. Explain why, and I think I think the reason why you're saying that is because you would are you saying that the soul would follow the construction of matter you would have? Oh no, um, are, are you I, looking at this? From, I'm not giving an opinion yet. I'm just pointing okay. out that there are two different ways of interpreting this. But why is that um, different? I don't understand why it's different. If it's so, still the end result of the material. So if what if your matter is deconstructed right. and sent somewhere else, then reconstructed. Every single atom is the same atom. It's got the same numerical right. identity. We talked about that earlier, yeah. right? It's got the same numerical okay. identity. And it's got the same qualitative identity. Does that make it the same thing? Versus deconstructing you and then using new matter to create something, which has the same qualitative identity, but it is different numerically. But it would be the same on a quantum level. Like, like if you looked at it through yeah. the best microscope, it would still be the – you, you could look at both cells – Right, you could look at you could look at both. You could identify both bodies, and they would be the same. So that's why I'm not understanding okay. why it's different. So, so let me ask you this: right. um, I have two hydron atoms, or hydrogen atoms. Hydrogen. Hydro- I have two hydrogen atoms, yeah. one side by side. Yeah. Are they the same thing? I would. I would argue. Yeah, they, they can be. Well, I mean, no. Okay. Because they can't be broken. Well, I guess. How okay? This is testing my knowledge of of. Um, What's it called? Part, what's it? What study of sm- the tiny things? What's that? What's that study called? That's quantum. Quantum mechanics. mechanics. That's what it is. This is testing my knowledge of quantum mechanics. Because I'm and I'm trying to do a refresher because I haven't studied this in a while. Um, and by studied, I mean read articles, watch videos of people far smarter than me explaining it. Um, if we go smaller, there's I mean there a hydrogen atom isn't the smallest you can go right. There's still there's still things. That are smaller than that, correct or no? Um, philosophically speaking, there's a strong debate on how small you can go, right. as far as if you can always go smaller or not. Right. But ignoring that, scientifically, okay. um, every atom is made out of electrons, protons, That's and what neutrons. I was saying. Okay, yeah, exactly. So um, I, electrons are made out of quarks. Exactly. Okay. So there are smaller. There we go. Okay, that's what I was forgetting. Okay, I was forgetting the order that that went in. Got it. Yeah. So I would argue that yes, there's no like. You, you couldn't. You would never be able to tell the difference between those two. So, I would challenge you on that heavily. Okay. Because um, to me, because we can break it into smaller parts, and it's these smaller parts stacked up to make this thing. Asking are these two hydrogen atoms different than each other, is very similar to asking if two people are different from each other, or if two universes are different from each other. Because we're going in orders of magnitude, where there are still things that are insanely smaller. Yeah. That are making those okay. things. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would though. I would the different the argument between relating to the people is that we can tell the difference between people and universes. And yeah. I argue if we observe them, which we can't do yet, we would observe differences in the atoms. Okay, well, that's making an assumption. So here's okay. Here's the difference. Um, I would say if that if we if we if if and okay, I'm trying to relate two different thoughts in my brain right now. Okay. One is that um, – what's the word? I was not prepared for a debate in, in quantum mechanics. Um, linking 
It, you know, you're familiar with that where you like two uh, intertwined. Two atoms will become intertwined, and then they'll basically be connected. And if you do one thing to one atom, the other one responds exactly the same way. Is this different than like just What's an electrical bond? No, this is so. This is the basis of um, Ender's game of end of of the physics and Ender's game. Oh, um, I mean. Two, it becomes it's so wait, atom intertwining. Let me just get the right words. Um, pause your recording right now and see if you can guess the word Luke is yeah, looking for. Yeah, I'm trying atom inter inter intertwining. Inter here we go. All right. A single fo- quantum entanglement. Duh. That's what it's called. Quantum entanglement. Um, so I learned about this a while ago, and then I was reading Ender's Game. And so if you read Ender's Game, this doesn't come up at all. You read the further books, and it's the foundation of all the further books, where people become more quantumly, more become more entangled the more you get near them. That explains like how you can relate to someone better if you know them better. And you can like feel things from a far distance. Like you can feel someone's in trouble. And why you can't explain that feeling, um, even though you feel they're in trouble and they are, were in trouble, right? So like that kind of thing. So obviously it makes leaps. Um, it makes like it, a lot of that isn't real. Like the foundation of quantum entanglement is real, but they he makes science fiction. He science fi he sci-fi's it um, up. But that was a very interesting idea of where quantum entanglement can go. So that's why I'm, that's why I'm kind of that was the other um, thing about teleportation is that another idea of how to teleport people and how a scanner like would work is that to is that you all the atoms become entangled so that way it literally becomes you so all of the stimulus so like it's hard to explain and I, i'm not i'm not educated enough but so that's where that's why that's why i'm like i'm like pausing a little bit and like and like not giving you a straight answer i mean luke you said it in the intro we're not experts on any of right, this exactly we're not <laughs> but i wish like i honestly this is like, quantum physics and is something I really wish I was more educated on because it's just so like, it, it, there's so much, like it's just, it's so interesting because we don't see it. We can see the stars. We can see like a ton of other stuff. And all of that is very like, um, you know, I always want to be an astronaut. You know, I still, I still kind of, you know, and one of my bucket lists is to go to space. Um, so I'm still fascinated by that, but there's so much, you know, deep in the ocean that just we don't know. Like we've never seen before. No one's seen. Um, and it's the same thing with quantum mechanics is that it's just no one, we don't know. And that's us. We don't know anything about anything. Yeah, but it's us. Like that's the other thing is that this is what we're made of. And we that's don't true. know what it is, which is so like, right? So you don't, we, and that's why I think that the question of the teleporter has to be left up in the air is because we don't know what we're made out of. We don't know, like we mm. can't scientifically prove a soul, right? Um, yeah. So that's that's actually a topic I want to do for an entire episode. Okay, perfect. Okay, fine. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, good. Um, yep. So like that, those kinds of things, is that that changes everything. If we find there are mm-hmm. smaller subparticles, you know, than the ones that we knew existed, um, then we go, oh wait, well now we have to make these match. 
to create the right human being, right? And all of a sudden, yep. there's not trillions of things that need to be the same. There's, you know, a Google things. Orders of magnitude. Orders, like, right. ex- it exponentially, the more we discover what makes up the small things, it right. exponentially increases the difficulty right. of replicating that. That's why I think yep. that we, like, teleportation in that respect will never work because I think we'll be continuously discovering what things are being made out of. Right. And I think there's actually a really interesting notion there, too, that's that, like, Star Trek's version of teleportation is cloning with an extra step. Exactly. And why not just talk about the physics of cloning? (laughs) And that's true. Yeah, that's basically, and that's, I mean, it's a little disappointing, too. Uh, because I mean, it's just it's just an easy way out of it. It's like, oh yeah, we just you know we make the clone of you. And for me, yep. I think that it's interesting because I I don't I mean, again right. I don't know enough about replicating memories, but I feel like it's a it's a it's more of a belief than anything else, right? Which it's just funny because like I'll I'll say outright that like uh, a belief is just something that's untested, and so like the <laughs> um, I mean and no sorry. I am, t- I'm saying words I don't mean. Uh, <laughs> you know, like you understand what I mean, though, right? Um, I'm losing my mind. I think. So- <laughs> I mean, do you understand what you no, mean at this I point? Don't. <laughs> okay, back up. I think if it were cloning, then I would never ever use it, because I do not believe that it would be me. Yeah. Regardless of whatever scientist tells me, I. I'm like, I'll take the long way. I don't care. You know, I'll travel. I'll spend the extra 12 hours traveling. I don't care. Yeah. Right? Um, if it's an opportunity to go to a different planet and live there, then that would raise my consideration and go, eh, it might be worth the risk. It still wouldn't. I still wouldn't do it. But that would like that would be like where I'd waver to be like, I'd almost do it. Right. How do you think your decision would change if you had been born into a society that had teleporters? I w- I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't think about it. Well, that's the difference. Do you think you'd never think about it? I mean, I think the thing is that that's a hypothetical where I think that it is. It's a- I think that the logical conclusion of a society that has a lot of teleports is that it's well understood the risks involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not something I would never think about. Is because it'd be something that I'd be brought up with. Is the fear of teleportation? Um, cause I mean, look at back, we have vaccines and people are, are, are say that they're evil. Um, and of course there's varying degrees of that. Of course, you know, there's people who are cautious. There are people who are just, who call doctors evil people. Um, you know, like there's, of course there are gradations of that particular argument, but I see the same thing happen with teleports where there's people that go, well, I don't know. I, I, I won't use them. I won't stop you from using them, but I won't use them. There's the people, and then there's the people that would actively destroy teleports because they think that they're killing people. And I think because of the way human nature works, we'd grow up in that world. Hypothetically yeah. speaking, if for some reason no one ever was concerned about them, I doubt I would, I personally, because I just always think about things um, that are like meaningless, like I'll think about, like, oh, my monitor, I wonder how that works. I wonder if this is like, if this thing, blah, 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 right? Like, and I'll spend some time, like, going, like, huh, I'll go on a, on a loophole of YouTube, like, like, under trying to understand, like, how pixels are displayed and stuff like that. So, like, me personally, yes, I would, I would wonder if, like, what it was. Um, but I would assume 
So that's 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 I mean so yeah so that's my answer. It's a bad answer, uh, and, and it's inconclusive. It's not answering what you said, but yes. Right. Well, I mean, to be perfectly fair, that's a hypothetical that we could never answer fully accurately, yeah. right? You can't project an experience you haven't had. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly think myself and the way that I've been, if I were born into a society where teleporters were the primary use of transportation, mm-hmm. I would probably use them without thinking about them until I was like 17. Yeah, that's probably me too. Yeah. I'd probably be, uh, honestly though, I'd probably be a little older. Um, depending on like which, if I have the same problems growing up. <laughs> right. <laughs> then, then well, that's actually why I thought of it too. Yeah. Cause when I was 17 was when I started questioning everything. Yeah. Oh. And that was when I would look at those teleporters. I'd be like, wait a minute. Well, for me, yeah. So- How many times have I died? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I would probably, yeah, I'd probably teleporters cause it's such an extreme thing. I'd probably question mm-hmm. sooner than I, than I kind of like did like everything else in my life. Uh, like in my real life here, um, just because there's just such an extreme thing. Um, so like fanciful, I think. Although then again, mm. when was the last time you questioned if your car was safe? Right. That was a comparison I was going to use. <laughs> um, and I guess cars are a really good example because there are people who are like, oh, they're terrible for the environment. Yeah. But then they drive their cars. Well, beyond that, they'll right? say that they're, I mean, and I think, so personally, I don't think people should be allowed to drive. I think that it should be I think that once we have the technology it should be immediately illegal for people to drive cuz we are terrible drivers. Um I'm going to counter that just with like equity issues. As soon think, as we get okay. the technology it's expensive and out of reach. Yeah, okay. And now fine, you, you make me put caveats on everything, Devin. <laughs> once I would say okay. Fine. See, that's the thing is that this is how we think of my own brain. And then usually what happens like an hour later, I'll go, that's kind of extreme. I should probably taper that down. The problem is when it's out and recording, and an hour later, and you've never I'm thought of it. it. And then I realize, oh, darn it. I said that. Of course, of course, you're not going to, I'm not going to ban poor people from driving. Right. I would fall under that category. I wouldn't be able to afford a, a, a new self-driving car. Um, right. I don't right now. Because we do have yeah, self-driving cars. I can't afford and I can't a new afford car that's not self-driving. Well, that, that one too. Um, so obviously, it'd be slowly phased out once the technology becomes more affordable, once it becomes more mainstream. And once kind of the same way seatbelts were made, exactly. then they were well, made and everything, were made. then you weren't allowed to not use yeah, them. Yeah, and then courses weren't allowed to you know, ride on the streets, you know? Yeah. Cars won that fight. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to... it's hard, Horse versus car. <laughs> that Actually, like... You should look into the history of that. It's crazy. Like I know. they had to use they had to use slander campaigns to, to make, make cars win. Well, pedestrians. That's where um that's where jaywalker came from. Yeah. Yeah. Was 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 calling people jaywalkers to get them off the streets so cars could use them. Yeah, that was interesting, right? I think we watched. Do you, yeah. uh, do you watch the Adam ruins everything? Is that where you got it from? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Where I got it from. Yeah. Uh, Highly recommend the show. Anyone really? Who's listening. I don't. I, Adam annoys me to death. Um, I think it's a fun show. It's a fun show, but the problem is that he sometimes just a little bit of a douche. Like, well, intentionally. I. It's his character. It's his. Yeah, bit. but I don't care. It's annoying. It just really annoys me. <laughs> I'm just like, come on. I'm like, you're just annoying me. And then he'll say things that like are maybe true, but don't really matter. Or he'll like he has a whole episode about like how Facebook is stealing your data. I'm like, we know. We're like, yeah. We got it. Stop like that's a great episode. What are you talking about? Whatever. Um, um, I really like the analogy it draws, just with the whole yeah. notion of 
like anyway, what yeah, I took away from that that I say to people yeah. is uh, it's if it's free, it's because you're not the customer. You're the product. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I guess maybe that's not widely known. Like for me, it's like, oh, it's free. Okay, that's fine. Right. Well, you're a marketer. You're in that world. I guess so, yeah. It's a curse of knowledge. Most people don't realize the first three results on Google are ads. Really, though? Really, though. Okay. <laughs> I want to I, I wanna, I wanna find some statistics about that. That would actually be an interesting um, part in our... How would you do that study? You just interview people. You just have them click, click, go on Google, search, click, and then click on the one that they that they found, and then say, and then ask them later, did you click on an ad, and then see what they respond mm. later after, like after some time has passed. Um, I would say like that would be a, an easy way, right? And then yeah, and then you have a control group that don't use the, you know, they don't have ads on there, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but um, what was I gonna say? Teleportation. Teleportation. Oh, curse of knowledge. That was the thing. Um, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is That's exactly what it is. Ever since I learned about that, I've been not. I, I, I constantly am thinking about that. Except when I'm not, which is like now. Uh, but <laughs> the time I should be thinking more because I'm on a podcast <laughs> is the time I think less. Also, right? also the problem is is because I feel like I feel if it's just me, I'm more cautious because there's no one to catch me. But I know you'll catch me. So that's the problem oh. is that I feel too safe and I know that's that funny. You, I would think that you'd be way more cautious because you don't want to be called out. No, that's it's funny. because I'll just go like when I'm with somebody else, I'm the most carefree when I'm by myself. Mm. That's when I'm most careful. I'm your anchor. Yes. Well, no, not so much an anchor as like a trampoline. You said yes. <laughs> You're my net. As You're my trampoline. safety. You're my net. I don't hold you down. You bounce off. Yeah. Of me. <laughs> <laughs> like a little ping, like the ping pong ball things. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's you. <laughs> that's me and you. That's literally. Oh, that's me and like most of my friends. I want to remake the image now. It's just, <laughs> It'll be so it's great. just me on a ping pong ball thing, and you like <laughs> trying yes. to pull me back. I'm bouncing off you, going out again. <laughs> <laughs> I hate how well that describes me and my friends. Um, I really think we should make that picture. That, that, okay, I'll photo. I promise. Okay, this is a Luke promise. I'll Photoshop that for the show notes. Nice. All right. So that'll be that'll be an image we'll have on the show notes. In addition to the, we'll have beautiful art and then a Photoshop <laughs> version of you and me as a ping pong. But by your string. definition of art, I can see the emotion I just elicited out of you. It will be beautiful art. <laughs> I'm not, it will be art. I don't know if it'd be considered beautiful. <laughs> By your definition, it it'll would be, be. I mean, it'll be funny. I think there's a difference between beautiful and funny, um, and good. But uh, anyway, so yeah, so definitely won't be good. Okay, yeah. So to close off, we, I mean, we're we're hitting the hour and a half mark, um, or I think we started this a little bit later, so we might be a little below that. But um, but so teleportation. I didn't think we we're that rigid about time. <laughs> I'm not. I just I just like. There's a certain point yeah, yeah. To where you just start talking, like me. Like I know, like I have enough training to understand that there's a certain point where you just start talking, and then like you stop adding, right? Which yeah, something yeah. I do all the time, and then I catch myself. I'm like, oh, I'm not adding anything. I'm just talking. Um, so I try to pull out fun facts like that. Um, but so teleportation device, I would use it if it actually transferred, m- not my body into particles. Like if there's a way for is if a portal situation, where I'm physically where my body stays intact and it simply moves through space. Yeah. If you bring two spaces, if you're in two points in space, 
to one singular point and I pass through that, that's something that I would go, okay, I'm not being disintegrated. Versus trans. The huh. space around yeah. me is being changed. I'm not changed. being changed. You know, there's another philosophical struggle in that one that could talk about for probably 20 minutes. Probably wouldn't be an episode, but. What? Well, we could, we could I mean, I bet I can make it faster. What? Uh, <laughs> I mean, in that world, how do you know that you're entering into the same universe? Oh, that is a good. Well, I, I know. I think no way. No, I think that actually be simple because observers would be able to see you entering that universe. That, because you would come back. So let's say okay. Let's say I'm, I'm, obser- I'm observing me go in, and right. I see me go into one side, and then for somehow I'm able to observe me coming out the other side. Right? If yeah, if I went into another universe. There'd have to be another universe where I do that. There have to. It'd have to be that falls into the infinite universe theory. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm hitting at. So that's exactly so. That I don't like the infinite universe theory. To me, just it doesn't. There's just not. I don't. I don't. Well, for on one hand, I don't believe it. On, and on another hand, I haven't been proven. I haven't seen. It, you proof. you can't be exactly. You literally can't be. Exactly. It Whereas, is the definition of blind faith if you believe in the infinite exactly. universe. So, and I'm sure some like high, like Stephen Hawking types have tried, but oh, you know, okay, you know better than me. Um, so that's like that's like why I don't like feel at all in danger because I'm just like yeah, now. Nah. And if that is the case, then it doesn't matter really. Because if the infinite universe, if the infinite universe theory holds up, then nothing really matters that much, because there's another universe where everything else is happening simultaneously. So and that's a really interesting statement change. that you just made. With the notion that if there's an infinite universe, then what I do doesn't matter, and if I end up in a slightly different universe, it doesn't matter. Because there might be but one. But if green you change that's from traditional teleportation, you think that matters. And then, okay, so I'm gonna tr- I'm trying to separate myself emotionally from this and think <laughs> about this. Actually, like for once, think about this logically. Um, here's here's my fears of like so it's teleportation device. My my concern and my hesitation comes from I am being killed. Yes, I think we can right? agree with that. And then yeah. I'm being created again. Mm-hmm. For me, that's vastly different than I'm moving in to another universe where, like, a tree is a centimeter to the left. I'm like, first of all, like, so that's the difference for me is that well, no one's dying. Well, the no difference one's here. That's the difference for me. Okay. So the difference I see is in one version, it's a different you that nobody knows is a different you. And in the other version, it's a different universe and nobody knows it's a different right. universe. So both versions... From the outsider's perspective, don't really look like a change has happened. Right. But one change you're okay with, which is an entirely different reality. Well, because they're never... And another change you're not okay with, which is a different you. Yeah. And similar to the other one is it would be hard to test. It would be almost oh, impossible yeah. to test. Especially yeah. with the alternate universe. Unless there is something yeah. in your life that was different, that would be the only way that you could know if someone looked differently or someone like had like some yeah. kind of small change where you go, wait a minute... I know for a fact that that is different. I'm in a different universe. Right. The possibilities of that happening are infinitely small. You know what's really funny about that too, though? Uh, if that, let's, let's run with that. Let's say that that occurs. 
then in this new universe, it also has this form of teleporting yeah. that's very commonly used. You're the first person who's experienced this. You go out and you try to tell everybody, you just look crazy. <laughs> Wait, not necessarily, because they have teleportation. Right, exactly. They've all been using teleportation. They've adopted it. You come out not and you're like, hey, teleportation doesn't do what you think it does. No, 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 no. Okay, so yeah, so that's what, so I'm, what I'm saying is that because, okay, so here's my, my closest understanding. So my understanding of physics would be that, and the alternate universe theory would be that I would enter the closest universe to our own. Correct? I mean, I think that's a general... So if I were to, so if I were to enter, so if I had a, like a wormhole and I went through a hole and for some reason that pierced reality, the easiest point to pierce would be the one where the least has changed. I I don't think there's in is it, I, th- I thought I don't that think was there's a, any way to defend that. I might idea. be getting that from a sci-fi show. I I thought there, I, I thought don't I, think there's any way to defend that idea. I'm not saying there's any way to defend that. I thought that was like the general thought process around infinite universe. I thought I thought that was like the general so, like thought around it. There's uh, I I don't think there's any way to know in, even what rationally makes sense in this concept. But the idea that like universes are somehow running parallel to each other like literally they're lines yeah right? and then the lines that are close to each other are the most similar exactly. universes so you want to go as far away as possible if you want to see something different right. um i mean on a 2d plane that makes sense but we're not on a 2d plane we're not on a 3d plane we're not on a 4d right. plane infinite universes actually forces at least five dimensions yeah. um so what does it even mean to be next to something becomes a harder question true um and in all likelihood, if you take those lines three-dimensionally, they can still be parallel, but going very different directions. Oh, that's actually a good point. That is actually a good point. Okay, fine. Fine. I'll, I'll accept that then. Um, I didn't think about it like that. So, yeah. So, okay. So, back to that. So, I guess, yeah. So, you're right. You're right. I would look like I'm crazy because everyone else has been doing it. If, if that situation occurred where I come right. to a place where it's a, bit, it's a bit futuristic and everyone's been using them. Right, and, and there's a big enough difference for you to know you're in a different universe. Yeah. is an important premise yeah. there, right? And if so, and if I wasn't so like if I wasn't the first person, so like if I was the test subject, and there's also oh, and yeah, in this yeah, universe, yeah. I was also the test subject. Then I could yeah. say, and there was something different. Then I could say, there's something different. I'm in a different universe. Then everyone be- would believe me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But if 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 I'm not a test subject in this other universe, then no one would believe me because they're like, yeah, well, no. And then like. If if the universe you're in tests it, the other universe doesn't have teleportation. No one's gonna believe you. Probably. Well, I mean, Unless I'd have you to, I'd up have some to have way. teleportation, right, in a, every different universe in order to enter, right? Maybe. Like otherwise, I don't see how sure. it would actually enter. Sure. I mean, let's hit that premise. Yeah. Sure. If teleportation in both realities is the most common mode of transportation, right. and now something's obviously different, <gasps> that would actually be an interesting book. Write it. I'll read it. <laughs> is that well? Here's the book idea: is that you're the first person in the world, in, in all of history, of using of like thousands of years of using teleporters. The chance of seeing something in your own life that's different, like out of all of the atoms in the universe, is so small, right? But you're the first person to actually notice a change, and you realize mm-hmm. you're in a different universe, and you're trying yeah. to get back. And so basically, Ooh. you start hopping through universes, trying to strategically hop through, trying to get back to yours. 
Yeah. And there's just one like specific thing of like you know someone you love or like something on you your hand. You know what's crazy about that? Like you have a scar on your hand that's gone in this universe or something like that, right? So some this is crazy though because uh, if you've been using teleportation frequently and this is the first time you've seen something different, how do you even know what you know? Oh yes, 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 exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then he becomes the only person who knows it. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're just like, wow. Like, no one else. And then you just start looking for other so-called crazy people, you know, that claim this. Yeah. And start interviewing them. This is a detective book. <laughs> I have too many book ideas. You should see. Have you? All you, right, Luke. Okay. I think we have overthought this. <laughs> I do, too. I, I think the one person who's still listening out of the two people who listen, which is you and me, is probably it's me about because I have to edit it. You're not listening the whole – you're like, oh, I got the show notes all done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm, yep. I'm not finishing this. <laughs> You're gonna come back and be like, uh, Devin, how come the last forty minutes didn't have any show notes? Uh, Nothing worth mentioning. <laughs> you just put in the show notes, Luke from forty like from an hour, you know, on Luke talking excessively. <laughs> I will laugh. Okay, you should actually do that. That would be whole hour laugh so much. We should have fun with this, you know? This is our show. We can do whatever we want. I'm having And who cares this. if anyone doesn't listen? I don't want you anyway, right? That's the theme. I have to do that every show, right? I have to insult the viewer yeah. and tell them to go yeah, away. Yeah, but you have to stop admitting that you're doing it. You just gotta uh, do it. Yeah, but they don't yeah. think I'm real, and I don't. I do. Want, I do want them to listen. I, I like them. Well, no, because there's like four episodes in a row where you've pointed out that it's not real. So at this point, if they don't, if they think it's genuine, then they weren't real fans anyway. True. Then we really yeah. don't want them. <laughs> Good, and I mean that one. Uh, <laughs> okay, we have thoroughly overthought no, this. Uh, this is this has been a very passionate episode. There's so much more about art that I can talk about. Um, analyzing Eminem's rap god is one of my favorite discussions when it comes to art and what is art because I don't actually kind of no sorry <laughs> Luke we're trying to go you're starting a new topic no I'm not I'm just what are you doing? I'm, I'm teasing new topics sorry not rap god uh, another one of Eminem's songs I'm blanking on the name I actually disagree that it's actually art it's a song that I don't think is art okay. so it's a very yeah right so yeah Exactly. So that is a pr- uh, preview of an of episode that to come. Somewhere between episode five and episode 555. Exactly. Probably 50, yeah. to be honest, because I feel All very right. passionate about that, too. But anyway, um, do we want to do plugs? I mean, just, I mean, you know, you can just search my name, Luke Maxwell. You find everything I'm doing. I'm doing personal chef stuff. I'm doing speaking, podcasting. Legit question for you, Luke. Um by the time this airs, is my website up? Um, oh, yeah, definitely. It won't air till next month. Yeah. yeah. You want to connect closer with me, you can check me out at speakingindefense.com. Yeah, speakingindefense.com. Yeah. That way you get a little bit of both of us. Um, actually, yeah. if you scroll down to the bottom, I mean, if you want it there. I mean, if you don't, I'll understand, and that's okay. But um, if you don't object, I have, a, I have a little tagline created with passion by Luke Maxwell. Um, that I put on all I my think sites. I had that in my website when I, I had a marketing it's part company. Of, cause, because yeah. I did give discounts on all my deals, I usually, you know, leave that as a yeah. as a little thing. Also, it's out of the yeah. way; most people will never see it. Um, but that will have a link also to everything. So go to his, see the website I beautifully made, and then click on that link, and you can find me somewhere. I have no idea where that link is going to go right now, but I'll figure it out. Cool, cool. All right. Thank you all for listening. We still don't have an outro. We <laughs> and that's it. That's it. Can that be yeah, our that's outro? It, that's it. <laughs>